rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mostly Homeless. I'm your host, Damon Damien. Buddies, this week we are rounding out the end of the year with one of my favorite new discoveries, one of my favorite new bands. Today we're sitting down, we're chatting with Luke from Teenage Halloween. Teenage Halloween just put out their debut record on Don Giovanni right here in the smack dab middle of this world pandemic. They were slated to take over the world, but they had to put the plans on hold. So we sit down and we chat with Luke about plans were for this year, what they're going to do next year. And then what's in the water in Jersey that makes band so great. We talk about honesty. We talk about a whole lot of cool stuff. Buddies, if you like what we got going on in today's episode, please subscribe on YouTube. If you uh, like what we're doing, throw us a couple dollars on Patreon. We got a link down in the description below. No more rambling from me, you guys. Uh, let's get to this chat with Luke from Teenage Halloween. Oh, hey. What's Hi. up? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. I can already tell we're going to be friends because of your shirt. Oh, nice. Like, Yeah. No, I, I fucking love Kurt Russell. Dude, that, me too. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell did, yeah. Did you watch the Christmas Chronicles yet? Because I have not. So I've heard my mom has loved it. Like she is like, she's like die hard about it. Actually. Like she's been watching the Christmas Chronicles. And um, I, yeah, when I heard Kurt Russell was in it, I was like, oh, that sold me. Cause I'm usually like uh, about Christmas movies. Like yeah. I, I honestly only like a couple, like, like, um, like a Christmas Carol, like those old ones and like Charles and, um, and die hard which is inherently a christmas movie yeah um yeah no, like that stuff's all fun but yeah when she said that kurt russell was in that i was like that is crazy it's crazy like when like the roles that kurt russell gets over time like it's um i'm really trying to see death proof because i just heard about that i never saw it so yeah let's get started <sighs> all right luke luke uh so we're recording this on uh, december 28th it's monday right after the holidays how were your holidays it was actually nice. I preferred the um, I preferred the the option that we had this year of just being with your immediate family. I, I I like my my greater family, but like I feel like it was it was very refreshing in a way to be just like me, my sibling, and my mom just hanging out and watching movies. It felt a lot more calm, and I felt like a holiday is supposed to be like a vacation and a break anyway. So I was just like totally content with how it went where, where are you yeah. living these days i live in asbury park i'm oh. with my family right now i've been there for like three years since i moved out of philly i'm probably going back to like nyc at some point or or philly again in the next couple of years but yeah no at the moment i'm with my my mom and sibling you've been there for three years so you're already there when the lockdown and shutdowns and all that happened yeah yeah i um i i've been there yeah i've been here for three years so when the lockdown started, I was already home. It was really strange because I was like, I was planning to go on like a cross country thing. Then like this hit and then immediately that came to a halt and it was going to be in May. So like a couple, a couple weeks after lockdown started, like I was listening to people that were like, it's going to be a month. And then I, 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 I didn't believe it, but like I had like this back of my head hope being like, oh, that would be great. And then yeah this year has been just this chilling on yeah. on on the webcam with people 
Yeah. You, you, you've, I, I've watched and listened to a handful of these interviews. You've done a lot of them this year. Obviously, oh, yeah. you probably weren't expecting to be, you know, you put out this amazing record this year oh, that you. I'm a I, giant fan of. I didn't expect our big moment to be when everyone's chilling at home. Like that's, that's like the main, like, all right, like people are finally knowing what we are and what we're about, but like, I can't see anyone. Like it's crazy. Like it, it's definitely the weird, I feel like it's like the weirdest story for us. Cause like we, we like put out our debut during this. So it's been like, we haven't gotten to experience that full like album cycle, like, like butter that comes with like playing on it and stuff. Yeah. I had pre-ordered this vinyl record. Oh, cool. Forgot all about it. I was like, oh, this is great. This what a cool record. Yes. Sold. Done. Talked me into yeah, it. Yeah, thank you. Forgot Appreciate all about it. it. It showed up two, it showed up a couple months later. I was very surprised. I was like, what is this? Yeah, it is one of those weird things. So, like, yeah, a couple of months. Yeah, this record has been on hold with like the pressing plant and stuff. And we put it out like probably three, four months ago yeah. and the, and it just started coming to people. Like what did you get yours like two weeks ago or so? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe, cool. maybe three. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it was like, it was halted for a second. I was telling you already, like it's, it's one of those that this year I haven't listened to a lot of new music this year. I got really into jazz uh, a lot of orchestral stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Yo-Yo Ma, and people think I'm kidding, cool. but absolute no, that's so honest cool. truth. Yeah, and then this thing hasn't left my like turntable. It's barely left my turntable all since I got it. Uh, nice. The other day, I got the other day I was eating some gummy bears. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how many times I just kept going, flipping it over and flipping it over, and I was like, "How many times cool. have I listened to this now?" So it's an awesome record. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. What is it, you know, typically for a typical band, you'd be out there on the road playing shows, meeting people day in, day out. How frustrating is it for you to be sitting at home right now uh, instead of out playing shows, meeting people, touring the world, um, celebrating? I was mad as fuck in the beginning, but I, but I feel like now because that I've gotten, because I'm, I get easily overwhelmed in social situations so I feel like the the fact that it it has run its course already and now I know what to expect when I come back out, it's not that bad. Like I, I kind of was, it, it was like, it's an anxious person's dream to be able to know what's going to happen when you get out of quarantine. And that's what I was, that's what I was given. Yeah. And it, it feels good. It, I was really upset for a couple months though, honestly. Um, and we all were like, we're writing a new record right now and we haven't even gotten to play the first one. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I, I watched a cool practice space show. You guys did. I watched the drive-in show. You, you guys have gotten out there, but still not in the same way. Uh, what yeah. do you miss most about playing a real show? I think like I saw a tweet recently that was like very, very interesting. That was like talking about how like, there's like a imbalance in like the normal dopamine we have as musicians to like not be playing shows. And I feel like I noticed that because I feel like I'm a little more mild mannered and a little more like, I don't know. I feel like a very different level of energy without it. And I feel like the, um, I feel like the thing I miss the most about it is that like feeling of, I don't know, like loving your job, like that, like accomplishment thing. 
where you're like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And, it, and it's like exactly what I want to be doing instead of like kind of like sitting, answering emails and stuff. What were your plans this year? I assume, you know, there was going to be some touring for this record in the works. What did you guys have? To, what did you guys lose to this year? We were going to. So first off in late May, we were going to tour till July cross country all around do like a full on thing, 42 days. Then after that, had a plan to go to Canada at the end of at the end of July for like five days and do like four Canadian shows and then one show in Rochester. In the fall, do like a long ass tour to fest. Nice. So we 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 had a lot of stuff planned that didn't work out, but it ga- it gave us a lot of time to like have a tighter live show because we've been like practicing a whole lot and like it's gonna feel a lot better to come back to it because that we've been like We've been, instead of playing shows as practice, we've been actually having practice. So, um, yeah, no, a lot, all of our yeah. shit got canceled. But, uh, like, in the, at the end, it, we just got to roll with it, and it'll be fun. What are you looking forward to in this next year coming up? If it gets back on track, we're going to definitely do our 30-day tour we had planned, definite postponement. And we plan to either go to Japan or Europe. We've been cooped up for this long. Like we want to like plan like a real cool trip, like this kind of thing that's like really random and weird. So we definitely are going to do something international um, at some point in 2021 if things clear up. We've been talking to people in Europe and that might happen. And um, we also are definitely recording another record 100% in the works. We have like eight or nine songs written and we're going to, going to write four to five more. And then we also have a split we're doing. So it's, it's a a whole lot of shit. It's going to be fun. The split will be cool. And um, it's just going up from here. We're just hoping that the world lets us. Everything's coming up Millhouse, right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. We're just hoping that the world is just like, oh, fucking, you can have your chance. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that a lot of people watching, listening have not yet, maybe have not yet figured out who the band is, what you guys are about. Do you have an elevator pitch? Something like families like, tell me about your band there, Luke. Uh, I mean, I say, I'll say something like power pop band that's like a little more extravagant because of horns and keys. The goal is to push a social justice agenda. That's how I'd explain it to family. Yeah. Uh, How old are you? If you don't mind me asking 22, 22, you started this Mm -hmm. band when you were what? 15, 16, 16, 16, man. You know, when I was 16, we were writing songs, you know, very much in the style of Blink-182 songs in gutter mouth, you know, just really dumb punk yeah, rock stuff. Well, where do you get, where do these ideas come from for social justice reform and mental health um, issues that you're, you're exploring? I would say that I, I'm incredibly mentally unhealthy, but that's its own fucking, yeah, yeah, that's its own, own world. But with, with social justice, I feel like, I grew up in a very like not accepting area for like young queer people. And I had to hide that a whole lot. So like, I just like had a lot of like intense thoughts about that, that I like wanted to document in song. But and at first when I was like younger, I, I kind of like used metaphors and stuff to talk about it because I wasn't exactly out already. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I just like, I listened to a lot of music that was, kind of forward so i i feel like that kind of mended me when i was young too 
think a certain way and then like actually like read more about stuff. Try my personal best to be the best person I can be. And that's based on the perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like I'm a 40 year old white cis male, my old roommate, who's like a 42 year old computer programmer. He texted me not long after the record came out and said, have you heard of this band? You would like it. So there's something that like, even though we're not necessarily this target demographic that like I'm latching yeah, onto. Yeah. What do you have any idea? I mean, obviously you haven't gotten out there and talked to people, but do you have any idea why this connects so much with so many people that it's connecting with? Cause we're all fucked up. <laughs> like I sing a lot about like gender identity stuff and stuff. Like my goal with our music is to relate to anyone that feels like shit. Like that's like just how I'm, that's just how I'm programmed to write songs. I, I feel like I'm just an upset person that hopes that other people feel me. Well, and that's what's so weird is because I've sat here and I've watched all these videos with you playing, singing, talking about how is Luke always so like upbeat? I'm able to just like mask stuff. But yeah, the, the music I write is about like dealing with things and um, trying to find a different perspective that's not your, your assigned one. Like I feel like I'm immediately like a fuck this person and i feel like an important thing for me is to even if i'm faking it try and play a better role socially because i don't want to i don't want to influence anyone else to feel bad you know do you find that when you're writing songs when you're letting this stuff out do you find that that helps you find uh find that inner peace i think so yeah i definitely feel like it, it comes to me when I when I'm playing, I uh, do you have those moments where you've uh, figured things out about yourself through these writings and songs? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, I actually like really have been interested in like listening to a lot of music that makes me happy as my own sort of therapy. And also, I've been taking antidepressants now for about a year, and that's been um, that's been super super good for me. And I wrote a lot of this stuff before I was, and now like this next record, I'm. It's the same feeling, but I'm able to look at it in a more like confident way. So I'm hoping that it transcends onto that stuff. Nice. How are you tapping into these dark places without going to those spots? Um, I actually, weird enough, have was in a, a little bit more of a lucky position in terms of my own control right before the quarantine started because I was about six months sober. And then it started... I started drinking again, but I, yeah, but I, I was able to understand control a lot more, which is like, which is like, I'm still, I'm still a person with substance problems, but I, I realized that my, like being able to be sober for six months created a level of routine and control for me. So like the, the quarantine actually wasn't as bad as it could have been if I didn't do some self-help beforehand. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been on that train. I'm drinking, I drink right now, but I have taken those months off and you learn how to, you learn to not lean on it as a crutch so much and just let it flow. I've had two elongated periods of it and it, it ends up not working out, but that's, that's one of those things that like, I don't know, you, you shouldn't have to do, you shouldn't have to be off of something forever if you don't want to. It's good to have those moments of break and stuff just so you can like figure yourself out. Yeah. And, and, and really relearn who you are with and without it. Exactly. You can like also like use some of the stuff you learned into when you are using again. And then it, 
helps you control yourself a little more. Yeah. I, I like that you're just so upfront and honest about all this stuff. Um, yeah, like who cares? I, I don't owe anyone shit. I'm just. And so that's what I was actually trying to get at with the thing with me being a 40 year old male is the thing I think I identify most with, with this record and with the stuff you're putting out is it's the honesty. There's no bullshit on this record. I, I don't know how to quite to put it. It's in just not, it's not really sugar coated. Yeah. I feel like, cause it's like, I, I feel like the only way to make like genuine art for me personally is to be honest about what the fuck's going on here. Cause I just think that that's like, I feel like that's literally the only way for me to like actually be expressive is if I'm like, just like fully there, you know, like, I, I feel like the, like me and Eli and Hakeem and everyone have been talking about how like an important thing that we have is the fact that we can take this from a very honest perspective because that it helps with the energy. Definitely. Yeah. How scary is it putting that honesty out there in the world? It was a lot more when I was, a little younger but i've grown into the i've grown into the setting in my mind of just like people are gonna think what they want of this shit better to just do it at my age than like not yeah very hard for me in the past recently i'm coming to terms in a lot easier of a way with my the art i'm putting out there because I've been able to assess it more, been able to like think about it more. It's quarantine's actually helped with that because like it's it's a good feeling of I'm able to pay a lot of attention to what I'm going to do next instead of like have the world go crazy around you. What is the what is in the water that makes band, so many great bands come out of Jersey? Um, I think it's pain because <laughs> this is like I love New Jersey, but like the general consensus of New Jersey is that it's not great. And I feel like we've all learned to manifest in the not greatness and find very nice parts of it. A lot of the bands from Jersey sing about the same problems and that, that feels, um, that feels very fun. And I have like friends and bands and we like laugh about that, how it's like, Oh, like we got, we're definitely all singing about Jersey problems. Well, who who are the bands you looked up to growing up in Jersey that you were looking at, who you were uh, looking to advice from i really like the waffle stompers and my friends in have a good season were um like they're only like two years older than me playing like a year or two before i was playing senses fail was a cool band yeah from new jersey that people would go see and stuff screaming females like all those bands they were kind of like the first ones for me like the ergs all that stuff it was kind of like the that's like my gateway into like diy here nice. those bands like hunchback all that shit oh you started this this project when you were still in high school, sophomore in high school. But do you have a story about how you learned to write songs and make music? And um, people said my shit was ass in the beginning. I had to face it, and then that's that's like I <laughs> I like I watched uh, I read a lot of cool stuff, and I was like watching a lot of movies and like tr- trying to like understand poetry more and stuff. And I feel like that kind of got me better at writing songs, just like having test runs of things showing your friends being like, what do you think of this? And then what could I do differently? And then just keeping doing that trial and error thing. I have this idea that somewhere, and because this is going to be on YouTube, anybody can type in teenage Halloween and hopefully this pops up. And I have this idea that some 16 year old kid in Iowa is going to be watching this. He's going to hear, or she, or they are going to hear, yeah, this yeah, and, yeah. you know, hopefully. Yeah. I, I want, um, I'm all about like the youth making music and keeping the, 
keeping the dream alive because that shit that shit won't be as easy one day yeah like <laughs> I, I don't know i hope i hope everyone is um i hope everyone that's younger wants to do this because that it someone needs to carry on the torch yeah what was some of the best advice that you got coming up i think um i played i i, I always jokingly tell him when i see him but i played with this band called endless mike and the beagle club and they're they're friends of mine and it was one of my first bigger shows and they said to me like they like he pretty much michael was saying to me something about like just don't like lose sight of the fact that you started somewhere like never be like too cool for people and stay punk like play 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 fun shows that seem like there's heart in them and stuff and i i feel like that transcended with me like i really never want to be like this overly choosy person like i really like i like enjoying music in like a connection way too so how does it feel to still be teenage halloween still doing this thing all these five years later it's um it's a little confusing i i I enjoy it i i think it's great i think that i definitely am in a place where I'm content and it has been different in the past. And I think that, I think that like I, the fact that I've embraced that I've done the same project for a while. And it's like my big thing that I'm keeping going with my friends is an important thing to grasp. Just be like, Oh, this is working out. This is what me and my closest friends, right. Keep doing it. Yeah. So a couple of questions to end it then uh, your bandmates aren't here today. It's They're not. Yeah. Like they, um, we all have an equal say and part of the creative process. Um, it's not just my band. We are very, very, very fluid with the six people in this band. And I have decided to represent us tonight. Oh, congratulations on being in a six person band that is somehow not a ska band as well. Not a ska band. And we all love to embrace the fact that we aren't. We love ska, but Same. there's too many people in those bands. <laughs> well, can you do me a favor since they're not here today? Can you just, can you just tell us some nice things about your other band members? Um, nice things about my other band members. Eli is our lead guitar player, helps me write and compose the songs. Very to the point person, blunt, nice though. Very nice. Then Jane, she plays keyboard for us and she's, she shreds, brings a jazzy classical tinge to our music by adding like shredder ass key parts. Peter is a drummer that is absolutely buck wild. And it sounds like, and it, it feels like we're, we're playing like the most extravagant music when we're playing four chords. Our bassist, Trisha, who also sings, helps write the songs too. She, she did great on the record and keeps shredding. Hmm. Hakeem plays sax for us, gets better and better every day and is fucking killer and has cool solo music coming out soon that's like more electronic and i'm excited for that because i don't know a lot of electronic musicians so that's like pretty cool i do love the uh the vocals that you and uh uh, trisha have like the way it's layered uh who recorded the record oh my my good friend evan bernard he has a studio called big mama's He's um he's done stuff with Obsessives. He's done stuff with Mannequin Pussy, Joyce Manor, oh, um all those cool bands. And like he's he's helped us out a lot. He played guitar on a couple songs on the record. Played tambourine on the record. Did a bunch of fun stuff and helped us make this thing happen. And we're doing all of our next stuff with him too. It, so it's it, gonna. It sounds great. I love it. 
Oh, he's the best. It's going to sound, it's going to sound the same consistent way in terms of production. Cause we're always going to keep working with him. Uh, I love the cover art as well. That's probably what grabbed me and brought me in. Uh, nice. His idea was this. Um, Jordan from Roswell kid made it. And Jordan was very excited about this idea. Like Jordan listened to our songs and came up with it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I'm going to make it like, I'm going to somehow intertwine this, this picture into the concept of the lyrics. It, what it a great icon right here on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Like, we were worried that it was a little violent at first, but then we looked at it and we realized that it's just more passionate. Well, after this year, who doesn't want to set it all on fire? Am I right? Exactly. I'm curious what, uh, you know, you're putting all this wonderful music out there into the world, but do you have any ideas on, do you ever think about how, how do I make the world a better place? Do you have any other ideas um, on how we collectively can do that? I mean, yeah, collectively. I feel like the the concept of self is, um, it's very, very important in terms of these, th- this ideal, of like this idealistic like way of thinking. I just feel like the most important thing ever is the fact that we can all collaborate to make the world a better place in our own little ways, if that makes sense. Like, I, I just feel like, community is more important than self like at the moment because of the the world is fucked like people people that don't look like me are getting fucked up right now by like law the law by society i want to listen to those people like i hope that that's like in my opinion the most important thing and i'm hoping that i'm making the world a better place by listening because i think you have to listen right now luke i think that's a pretty good stopping point is there anything oh. we missed that you want to talk about or anything else you want to throw in there before we um, let you go? No, nothing really. This is good. Yeah, this is great. Thank you so much. Will you will you uh, come back on someday in the future and we can talk? Hell yeah. What, whatever you need. I'm down to come on and chill. I'm down to like listen to a record and bullshit. Like nice. hit me up.